Hey, what's going on? This is The Doug Show. I'm Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the theme that I use over at Niche Site Project. And I recently sort of revamped the site a little bit, and I often say the theme really doesn't matter. And I I stick with that because... (laughs) I stick with that because a lot of times people are asking, like, what is the best theme for an Amazon affiliate site, for example? And really, most themes are going to be fine, all right? That's the real answer. Most themes are going to be fine, but what is embedded in that question many times is, like, what theme could I add on to my site or what, what theme can I change to? where it's going to make all the difference. What's going to skyrocket my conversions? Stuff like that. That That's what's embedded. That's the subtext of the question. But a lot of times it's just not going to matter, right? Um, the people selling the themes will tell you <laughs> that it matters a tremendous amount and you couldn't possibly do X, Y, or Z without their theme. And I, I fell into that trap. You know, I fell into that trap by buying themes that were complicated to use, that had so many features, that did things that didn't matter. And I've been using Thesis over on Niche Site Project since the beginning. Um, I I think I even signed up with uh, Pat Flynn's affiliate link way back in November of 2013. That's when I started the site. So I signed up got thesis. It was supposed to be, you know, customizable and give you flexibility and be good for SEO and load fast. You know, th- those are the critical things, right? So generally it it's the same, right? It still has that sort of core uh, set of, you know, functionality. It's fine for SEO which I, I think at this point in time, if you get a paid theme, it's going to be difficult to find one where they've screwed up on the SEO. Of course, you could also get a plugin like Yoast or there's many others uh, that help you with some of the SEO, like meta, um, like the meta values that you may need to populate. But some themes have it built right in. You know, you don't have to use an external plugin. And um, so, one of the things that I I can go on and on about that that thread I guess but um, I've used thesis from the the beginning and it's fine. Um, thesis has a concept called skins, which is essentially it's like a child theme. So a lot of other theme frameworks have this, and thesis is the framework, and then a skin lays on top of it. Um, and earlier this year in 2019. Uh, thesis sort of like revamped itself. Um, and I've used a few different skins over the years, but uh, the founder of Thesis, Chris Pearson, um, it's over at DIYthemes.com. Uh, he sort of rebranded um, Thesis in a way and put out a new skin called Focus. And Focus, as you can imagine, is all about getting people to focus on the content. And Chris put out, uh, hopefully I can get him on the podcast and hopefully the YouTube channel, but Chris put out several videos sort of stating his uh, thesis to be a little bit recursive here, but 
stated his thesis on like web design and stuff. And he's, he's a designer developer, um, seems to be a really smart guy out of Austin. And basically it's like, keep things simple, you know, make sure the site loads fast. Um, he is very aware of the principles of, you know, design and keeping people focused. And part of that is having like a single column of, you know, content versus like sidebars and distractions all over the place. By the way, go have a look at nichesiteproject.com and you'll see it's been revamped and it's a little simpler. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this topic is I had a lot of assumptions, right? And I had a lot of assumptions about what I should do and things to implement. So a couple just real simple ones, right? You want to have a menu usually on a website and you'll notice the the menu is pretty simple on niche site project. And if you start looking around um, on various sites, you'll see some menus that have, uh, you know, eight things on there and five of the eight have sub menu items in there as well. And when it comes down to it, it's like not a helpful navigation tool. No one's really going to use it. And if they do try to, it's just like sort of cumbersome and weird. Further, right? Most people, not most, but a lot of people browse on their phone or uh, mobile device or tablet. So if you have a complicated menu, (laughs) navigation menu, it's going to look like crap on their device. So if you have a bunch of items in there, it's just not gonna be useful at all. So go check Google Analytics or whatever you're using for analytics, and you're probably gonna find you have a pretty decent amount of traffic from mobile or tablets, all right? Pretty easy to to check that, and then you'll know, oh, 50% of my traffic is on a mobile device and they're reading on their phone. that menu is not going to be useful. And uh, one of one of the other sort of like things that I was assuming is, um, well, uh, let me finish the, the thought on the menu. So I thought I, I should have like a lot of things on there, but it turns out having fewer things on your menu is probably a good thing when you think about how folks are getting to your site. And for me, for most of my sites, people are getting to an inner page via Google search, right? They, they have a problem. The user, the, the searcher has a problem. They type in some query. They end up on my site. Fantastic. Um, they're trying to solve their problem. They don't care about me or all my menu items, and they're not browsing around aimlessly trying to find, you know, some other shit to distract them. Not usually. Some people, sure. But most of the time, someone's like, how do I do X or what is blah? And then they solve their problem, go on with their day. Um, They're not usually looking for stuff to waste their time. Not most people. Some people, but not most. Um, So moving on, um, one of the other assumptions that I had, and this will be a good example for you to go look at Niche Site Project to see what I did. So I looked at other websites and a lot of times in the footer area, I saw that they had, it's kind of like footer navigation, right? You can have um, your privacy policy, your terms of service, other you know useful links, and maybe a disclaimer. 
And a lot of times there's like three or four columns in the footer area. Again, go browse around various different sites and you'll see how you know different people implement that. So in my head, I was thinking, I really need to have um, columns down there. And then they got me thinking about, you know, should I have a table down there? What kind of coding? Is there a plugin for me to install so I could do this stuff in the footer? Do I need to put widgets down there? Right, there's a lot of ways to come at this. And when I took a step back and I was looking at what, you know, Chris uh, was doing over there at DIY Themes, and he has a support forum for Thesis there and Focus. And uh, I was just looking at different implementations and then it hit me um, because I saw it on someone else's site. I was like, I don't need to have like the footer, how it is on anyone else's site, right? What do I, what do I want down there? What needs to be um, accessible? And does it need to be in columns? Does it need to be in some sort of, you know, predetermined formatted way? Um, Especially when you're thinking half of the traffic is coming from mobile devices. So if you go check out Niche Site Project, you'll see I just have um, a a text section down there. There's a search bar, right? Because I know sometimes people, if they get to the very bottom of of the post, Um, maybe they want to search for something else. They didn't find their answer in there. So search bar, that's useful. Sure. But then there's other navigational areas. So I can point people towards my social, right? Or YouTube or uh, Facebook or whatever. Um, I can let them know where the FAQ section is. I can let them know where the blog is, resources, et cetera. You don't have to implement things the same way as everyone else. And the advantage is... Those are just text links down there, right? So it's just text hyperlink and that's it. There's no additional formatting. So two things are valuable because of that, all right? Or it's valuable for two reasons rather. Number one, no formatting is like the smallest amount of data that you can send over, right? So it's just text with the links. There's no tables, there's no CSS, there's no columns, there's no garbage. Um, there's nothing else. It's just text. It's literally the simplest simplest data that I can put out there, right? The other thing is when you have these different uh, mobile devices and different resolutions and that sort of thing, you run the risk of it looking crappy on certain devices. Um, I don't test every single device. And with the simplest implementation, it's going to look better more often. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I'm right about this. This was my own assumption, but if there's no columns or predetermined formatting where I'm trying to make this fit somewhere, it's probably going to look better on more devices than not. In general, simple is better. And the other thing, and again, Chris uh, Pearson, a lot of these ideas I got from him and I'm sort of you know putting it through my own lens here, but the idea is no one cares about like if I formatted it pretty, you know? They just want to solve their problem. They don't want to, <laughs> they don't care if it's like some sort of clickable image or if it looks pretty or whatever. It just needs to be clear, help people solve their problem and not waste their time. 
And through all of this, right, through all of the, you know, minor, uh, you know, focus again on these details, you end up a lot of times with a faster loading site. So I also got obsessed with, um, I go through periods where I'm just like, how fast am I site loading? Like, do I have big images? Like what's going on here? And I, I went through and tried to lean things up a little bit, um, make some images smaller where a couple of them were big, but in a lot of ways I've already like optimized at least to some degree, um, those images. So a lot of it was just like extra, you know, garbage that was loading. And thesis is cool. Cause, um, Chris actually has like a piece of, uh, sort of like a, he calls them a, a box, but it's like a, it's like a plug and play black box where it strips out, um, what's called cruft, which is like extra unuseful code. Um, it strips out the cruft from like WordPress cause WordPress can be a little bit, um, bloated. You know, there's a lot of times there's some extra stuff in there that maybe you don't need. Sometimes you do need it, but the, one of the flaws with WordPress is by default, it will load some stuff that you maybe don't have to have. So this thesis box like takes out some of the cruft that you don't need for certain things. So and I, I can't talk about the specifics of what it's um, pulling out, but um, you know, Chris had some helpful videos where he was like, if you're not using X, Y, and Z, you could take those out and you save whatever, 25K or 30K of data, which doesn't sound like much, but when you're, you know, when you're shaving things down, when you get obsessed like I do, you know, there's, there's no reason not to shave out that little piece and get your site loading faster. So if you check out Niche Site Project, you will see it should be loading pretty fast. Actually, let me know if it's not loading fast for you so I could check it out. But, you know, I think the main the main sin that I've committed or that I haven't fixed yet is some of the images are a little big and I really need to get a plugin that'll go through and optimize everything. Um, there's, there's several out there, but I just, I, I, I made the files a little smaller, um, but not as small and optimized as they could be. So the point is, um, you probably can use, uh, you know, almost anything. And I would encourage people to use the simplest theme that you can, um, even if a theme has a lot of features and stuff, it doesn't mean you have to use them all. And a lot of times, now think about it, right? So when you have searched for information on a product, a lot of people that are listening are Amazon affiliate folks or affiliate marketers of some kind. And think about yourself and think about when you've been searching for information on a product, specifically, Let's say you're at a store and you're like, I don't know which one of these products to get. Let me compare the two. Let me Google it, see what I could find. When you're looking on your phone in a store, a um, couple things may happen. Think about this scenario, right? You're at the, uh, I was, this is me the other day. I was at Best Buy and I was looking at, uh, I don't know, some kind of, you know, uh, device. <laughs> I don't know. Let's say a cell phone, all right? Um, I was looking at, no, tablets, let's say I was looking at some tablets and I was like, 
I don't know which one of these to get. I Google it and you're inside the store. Your cell phone signal, um, your network signal is not as strong. It's loading slow. Do you actually care if you have uh, little feature boxes around uh, the content there that you're reading? Um, does it matter if the pro and con list has a special little check mark or a little bulleted bullet point? Does it matter to you at all? Or do you just want it to load fast so you see the information you can read? So there's no real value in having like the extra beautiful formatting. Yes, I know some people will disagree with me, but think about it. Did you really, I mean, do you really care whether or not it's formatted with a a little shadow box around the feature box? Like no one gives a shit. Um, You're just trying to get the data. So when you, when you really think about it like that, it truly doesn't matter. And if, if it does, like if it's that optimization of like 2%, you know, it takes you from, uh, you know, 92% to 94% and you're at that level, then that's awesome. Like optimize for the 2%. But most people are operating in the 30 to, I'm just making up numbers, but you're operating at like the 30 to 75% range, right? Like if you do some other things, like get your site to load faster and stop fucking around with the, you know, all this formatting for every single post um, and you can push out more content because you're not, you know, wasting an hour like doing the formatting for your post, you're going to be better off. Um, it's going to load faster. You're not going to be wasting time. You're not going to be doing that mind numbing activity of putting short codes and all that shit on there. And then, uh, the other problem, all right, talking about short codes, if you're using short codes, um, for example, in a specific theme, so you're using short codes in a theme, and then you want to switch to another theme, guess what trouble you're going to have? those short codes are probably not going to work with your new theme. Let's say you have a hundred posts out there and in 50 of them, you're using a few short codes. Well, I think you see the problem here. You're going to end up with a bunch of migration issues moving to the new theme. Is it solvable? Yes. I mean, most things are just a problem to solve, but is it an unnecessary problem that you have using short codes? The answer is yes. Now, there are shortcode plugins that allow you to lay those shortcodes on top of a theme. And, you know, generally, you know, you'll be able to move a theme uh, because the plugin, the shortcode plugin is laying on top. However, um, I do know that many, 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 many plugins do use shortcodes and um, it kind of change you to that theme so that it's a huge pain in the butt for you to switch. So that said, I am pretty pumped about the simplicity of Niche Site Project. And there's a couple, you know, little features that Thesis and Focus um, have sort of built in, which allow you to format um, your post to look a lot like what Medium looks like. And I remember when I first, uh, one of my buddies, uh, Justin, back in Bozeman, was telling me um, about Medium. And I, you know, I knew of it, but I didn't really pay much attention. And he was telling me, Hey, check out medium. So I went and, um, you know, looked, and I, I was like, 
content first. You know, it's all about the content and they have some interesting ways to, you know, format images and other um, just data, I guess, uh, content in general. And it looks great. It, it just looks beautiful. And when I was looking at Focus and Chris was, you know, given the pitch for Focus and I was like, this is exactly what I'm going for. You got a single column here. You can put, um, you can put a sidebar in thesis and focus, but I've, I've opted for the, you know, default, the pure focus aspect, which is around, you know, centering up the content, uh, generally a narrow, um, content area, which it's super easy to set things up with thesis for, um, like a narrow, a, a narrow content column. That's one of the, the biggest pieces of feedback that I give people um, on their sites when I critique them. I have a look and they have like a huge content area on their site, a content section. It's like a thousand pixels wide. So you end up with like two sentences on one line and it just looks bad versus a narrow column. The point is in thesis, you can just go type in, you know, how many pixels wide you want it and you could easily adjust it. So you could have like a very wide content window or a really narrow one, depending on what you want. So anyway, I guess it was a bit of a push for thesis. I really do enjoy the theme. However, the point is you can use these ideas to keep your theme, whatever theme you're using, keep it simple, all right? You can keep it very straightforward. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I don't know if I mentioned it before I am an affiliate for thesis. Um, I'm not even sure if it's a very active program these days, but, um, I think at least back in the day I was, um, an affiliate. So I'll, I'll put a link so you could check it out. And I think it's a fine theme. If you have any thoughts, questions, or ideas about themes, it would be awesome if you, uh, leave me a voicemail or send me an email. So both of those are in the description and show notes there. You can call, leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the air. Um, If you don't want to be on the air, you can just send in the email, feedback at doug.show. You can ask your question. Um, Actually, I think a lot of people probably have some strong feelings about themes and maybe you disagree about some of the things I said. Would love to hear it. We could have a little, uh, you know, back and forth. And uh, you know what? We'll leave it at that. You have a great day and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to The Doug Show. I really do appreciate it. I mean, I'm just sitting here on my computer recording stuff and uh, you're listening to it. And I think that's awesome. If you enjoy the show and you know someone who maybe would be interested in it, please let them know. I think it would be fantastic if you help spread the word. If you are not signed up for the Niche Site Project email list, well, you're in luck. All you have to do is go to nichesiteproject.com, click the green button, enter your name and email address, and I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff about affiliate marketing, productivity, including all my templates. If you happen to not be subscribed to this podcast, please do subscribe and don't forget I welcome your questions. So you could send uh, your emails to feedback at doug.show. I got that really cool domain, doug.show, that's it. So feedback at doug.show. Or 
I'm going to leave my voicemail number in the show notes. So all you have to do is give me a buzz, leave a voicemail, and then I'll potentially put you on the air. So looking forward to it and we'll catch you next time.